Welcome to part one of the Way of the Spirit and Network Norwich's podcast, talking about Jesus' baptism according to Mark's Gospel. This talk is delivered to you by Richard George of the Way of the Spirit, and for more information, visit www.thewayofthespirit.com. Okay, welcome to this first talk, which is focusing on the, the, the scene that is set in Mark's Gospel for the time when Jesus comes to be baptised at the River Jordan. And we're going to spend uh, this session and the next five really uh, considering what happens at the Jordan, what happens to Jesus as he is prepared and equipped for his ministry. We need to remember when we're looking at this scene that Jesus has not done any ministry up to this point in his life. He's 30 years old according to Luke's Gospel. He's lived the normal life, if that's the right word, an ordinary life uh, of, of a man in Galilee uh, he's been brought up and, and now uh, at 30 years old, having worked in a carpenter's shop or something similar, they're not too sure what that word means, but he's been doing some sort of manual labor. And at 30 years old, he comes to the Jordan. And this is the, 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 the scene we're going to really be looking at in these next six short talks. This scene where he comes, uh, as announced by John the Baptist, the prophet, and he, he comes and is baptized, and then following the baptism, and the temptations in the desert, his ministry is launched. Uh, and we're really looking at the, the baptism as his equipping. Uh, uh, Galatians tells us when the time was fully right, God sent his son. So this is the right time for Jesus to come. And as he comes, he gets equipped at his baptism uh, for his ministry, which is about to begin. Uh, and so I want to consider in this first talk just how Mark sets the scene before the baptism. And of course, we all know the scene is set by the prophet coming and announcing the arrival of Jesus. It was always the way that, Je- that God sent someone to speak out and to prophesy what was coming. Of course, uh, John the Baptist didn't come out of nowhere. Even though at the time he came, there was not much happening in Israel spiritually at all. For, for about 400 years, there hadn't been anything happening since Israel came back from exile. And so this religious system had built up in Jerusalem. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the very legalistic religious context into which Jesus and John the Baptist came. So nothing much had been happening for 400 years. Suddenly, this man John the Baptist comes forth preaching. Uh, And Mark sets the scene for us by quoting from Isaiah in verse 2 of of Mark 1. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the desert. Prepare the way for the Lord and make straight paths for him. So Mark is using scriptures from the Old Testament here. uh, From Malachi and from Isaiah. And these are the prophets of several hundred years earlier who were announcing even back then that a day was going to come when God would move again in the earth. Uh, We haven't time to go back and look at this uh, in depth, but Isaiah 40 uh, speaks of a... uh, Isaiah is speaking of a time, and he's 600-odd years before Jesus, speaking of a time when God is going to break in again to the world. Uh, And actually, uh, if we looked at it closely, we'd see that he's not just saying he's going to break in again for Israel, but he's going to break in again this time, not just for Israel, but for the whole world. And so in one sense, this is what Israel is waiting for, to be the people who would would be able to see and hold the glory of God, that the rest of the world would be able to see God in them. 
And so they're expecting this move of God. They're expecting this thing to happen. Having said that, they were ordinary people living ordinary lives. And just as people today are expecting a move of God here, others aren't. Others are just getting on with their ordinary lives. So, you know, we've got to be real about how they were. But there was a general expectation that God one day was going to move again out of this dead religious sort of atmosphere that had been built up and created in Jerusalem around the temple. Uh, And so we go to verse 4 of Mark chapter 1. Uh, Having quoted these two Old Testament verses, Mark says, And so John came. And so John came. As a result of the fulfilment, as it were, of these prophecies, so John came. In other words, John coming is part of the fulfilment of these scriptures. In other words, the thing that God promised all those centuries before is about to happen. And it's going to happen in and through John the Baptist's ministry. Or at least he's going to be a forerunner and announce something. Back in Isaiah, we we heard the voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. And this is John the Baptist's ministry. He is going to prepare the way for the Lord. Uh, and, And for those who know their Old Testaments, and of course Mark was writing to people who probably did at the time, what they would have thought about was God's about to do something incredible in the world okay according to his promise now remember if nothing had happened for 400 years nothing spiritual happened when John the Baptist came preaching it was quite an event okay now and if we read it uh, we, we can just we can see it and so John came baptizing in the desert region and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins can't really go into that too much but look, the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. That's extraordinary. I mean, whether it literally means every single person or whether it just means a multitude, either way, after 400 years of nothing happening spiritually, this is quite an event. This is, if you like, revival. And so the prophet comes, the man of God who's going to speak out the word of God, the prophet comes according to prophecy himself, to what God has spoken, and he comes preaching this this baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And that's something that's quite unusual, it's not a normal part of of Israel life. So what is he talking about? Well, I haven't got too much time to go into it, but I think probably more than anything, what John the Baptist is saying is, Israel, get yourselves ready. Because God is about to move again. And so although it wasn't common practice in those days, as far as we know, for people to be baptised and a baptism of repentance, I mean, the Pharisees bathed six times a day, but the people didn't go out and get baptised. But, 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 but John the Baptist will say, well, there's something going to happen, guys. Quick, get baptised. Get yourself ready. Get yourself cleansed, ready for what God is going to do. And so people came out. They flocked to hear his his preaching they flocked to hear the word of God and confessing their sins it says they were baptized by him in the Jordan River and then it tells us John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey well why why does Mark take great pains to tell us uh, just what John the Baptist was wearing. Well, it's, it's very straightforward because if you go back into the Old Testament, I don't know how well anyone listening to this knows their Old Testament, but if you go back and look at the, uh, what the prophets wore, it, it was common garb to wear a, a clothing made of camel hair. 
That's what prophets wore. And even more specifically, if you went back to one king, uh, kings and, and looked at the life of Elijah, Elijah wore a leather belt around his waist. And it specifically says that. So Mark is saying he's a prophet, but he's also akin to Elijah in some way. And what does this mean? Well, if you look at Malachi, the closing of the Old Testament, Malachi was the last prophet before this 400 years of silence started. And Malachi ended his, his book by saying the, about the dreadful day of the Lord that's going to come. See, that prophet Elijah will come. But look, it's the last, the closing section of the Old Testament, as our Old Testaments are arranged today anyway. And so, so the, the Old Testament closes with this expectation that God's going to move again one day, but also this, this Elijah figure is going to come. And so here we are 400 years after that, and Mark is opening his gospel by, by bringing out these prophecies and announcing, if you like, the arrival of John the Baptist, who happens to wear the same clothes and, and specifically the belt that Elijah wore. Uh, so he's very much identifying John the Baptist with Elijah. In other words, here is the one we were waiting for, who is going to be the voice in the desert declaring the coming of, of the Lord. And, the, and if you wrap it all up and look at it closely, that coming of the Lord, who is going to come, not just for Israel, but this time for the whole world. Do go and look at that passage in Isaiah 40 sometime. And, and this was his message. After me, so this is what John the Baptist is preaching, after me will come one more powerful than I. Now, in this first session, I'm just setting the scene. I just want you to see, to finish uh, this one, I want you to see just what's happening here and how John the Baptist is not, is not building his own ministry. He's not drawing people's attention to himself even though he is the great revival preacher who everyone is flocking out to see, and even though Jesus would later say he is the greatest of all the Old Testament prophets, he nevertheless has got no interest whatsoever in pointing to himself or drawing attention to himself. What he's actually doing is pointing to Jesus. Now, they've all come to see him, and what a wonderful ministry this is. Look at this revival preacher. But he's, but he's saying, no, 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 you got it wrong. Don't look at me. I mean, you think I'm something, but there's one coming after me, the thongs of whose sandals I'm not even worthy to untie. Now, in those days, even the lowliest servant didn't stoop so low as to untie someone's sandals. And so John the Baptist is, 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 is pointing towards a Jesus. And this is his life and his ministry. He has spent, spent 30 years preparing, as Jesus has. And, and John the Baptist has been set apart from birth being holy, set apart for God's purposes. And now, in this brief spell, before he goes arrested later and beheaded, uh, this is his chance for glory, and he's pointing to Jesus. But he's fulfilling the ministry for which he was created, which he was birthed and, and anointed by God. His ministry is to point to Jesus. And I don't just want to sort of teach from, from this event of, of 2,000 years ago. I want us, without applying this, and without understanding that John the Baptist's ministry is a pattern for all our ministries. Whether we're in ministries, you know, as we commonly think of the word, or whether we're, we're, we're out in the world and we, you know, we go to church, whatever, we're Christians, we're following Jesus. But our, we all have ministries. We are all called to be witnesses to Jesus. 
And we're all called not to draw men's attention to ourselves, by which I mean men and women, men and women's attention to ourselves, but we are all called always to point to Jesus. And so this is what we are set apart for. See, it's not about big ministries, big names, even less in this season than the last. Uh, it's, about, it's about disciples of Jesus set apart for his purposes who will spend their lives pointing to Jesus. And so, after me will come on more powerful than I, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. Uh, and to leave it there for this week and to understand that the scene is now set for Jesus to come in the wake of John the Baptist who has prepared the way, prepared the way for him. And Jesus is now going to come onto the scene and we'll see what happens as he does. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information on the way of the Spirit, please visit www.thewayofthespirit.com.